Hi, everyone, and welcome to Climate Change, the Real Story podcast with our host, Dr. Marks. Dr. Marks, how are you, sir? I'm doing good today. How are you? Fantastic. And what is, what is our topic for today? Uh, the topic for today is unnecessary climate change regulations. They're actually the root cause of inflation and our military decline. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. Well, let me begin with all of the podcasts that I've given are, A, my opinion as all podcasts are, but B, it's food for thought. I want people to think about some of the issues that I bring up and make their own decisions. I do not want to dictate down to anyone, but I want to bring to their attention things that they may not be aware of. Okay, let me begin by saying most every American citizen has felt the bite of inflation and recognizes our military decline uh, as seen in the recruitment of military personnel, our depletion of our military equipment as it's going to Ukraine and we're not replacing it fast enough. Uh, and that's evidenced by the Afghan pullout and what you see in the news every day. This is not news to anyone listening to this. However, its relationship to climate change uh, goes under the radar and underreported, as you might guess. Uh, this should be evident in the current UAW, United Auto Workers, strike. Now, President Biden goes uh, over there to Michigan and he um, puts on a bullhorn and he tries to make it off that he's on their side. And of course, he's pandering for votes. But he doesn't tell them that his mandates about electric vehicles are what's causing them to lose jobs and why the inflation of the Biden policies, uh, particularly promulgated by climate change regulations, have depleted their purchasing ability. That goes uh, unseen. And I think a lot of the UAW workers kind of realized the roost that he was um, he was pulling off. Uh, and, and the fact of the matter is, you don't need everyone to drive an electric car. As I've been saying in all the previous uh, podcasts, carbon dioxide, CO2, and fossil fuel burning is not the root cause of climate change. You can have a nice, clean car. You can have solar panels but you will not change the climate one bit. Okay, so the problem is President Biden and the left-wing radicals, they're obsessed with the fossil fuel burning and CO2 as a basis and a false science. Uh, Trying to link global warming to fossil fuel burning because it affects their Green New Deal. Come to think of their Green New Deal is, is lining their pockets with American green dollars is what they probably mean. Now, the incorrect premise that CO2 causes global warming has been put down time and again by unpaid for scientists, independent scientists, the likes of which are the Nobel laureate in physics, John F. Clauser, uh, Siegfried Fred Singer, and Patrick Moore, among others. You can look all of them up. Independently, they have said to the world that CO2 and fossil fuel burning is not at the bottom line of climate change. Now, other people like researchers like Michael Schellenberger, who's actually a uh, candidate for governor of California and has been a real environmentalist for many years. Uh, he is, has a book called Apocalypse Never. I read it. I recommend anybody to read it. I, I get no particular uh, kickback from any of that promoting his book, uh, but I think you'll be enlightened a lot, and hopefully you'll be enlightened a little bit by my book, which uh, 
I join him because I am a researcher myself. I'm a medical researcher. And my expertise, if I even have one, is that I have been able to pick out the flaws in research studies and have been one of the most active participants against the big drug companies showing the flaws in their studies and why we have so many complications of our medications. Now, that is a different story. Now, getting back to climate change, the cost of mandates against fossil fuels has been enormous. And I think you all have felt a little bit of it, but it's totally unnecessary. Yet fossil fuels by the Democratic Party have put it out there so much, it's become a uh, an axiom. It's become accepted. Now, I would ask anybody listening to think right now if I would ask you, what proof do we have that CO2 is at the bottom of this? Most of you say, well, yeah, it's on the news and, and everybody says that it is. That's not scientific proof. So they've gained this as an established axiom by a misinformed and misled public. Uh, one such example I'd like to bring to your attention, and you may not be aware of it, but uh, President Biden has committed $1 billion taxpayer dollars to get this term, climate reparations. This is money going to Somalia, Bangladesh, Kenya, and all these so-called third world countries. Now, this isn't me that's just found it. This has been published in the Wall Street Journal, been published in the uh, National Review and the New York Post. Now, okay, we send a billion dollars to Bangladesh and Somalia. From the history of that, do you think for a minute that that's going to be used to bring down CO2 in the least. Our past experience with that corrupt group uh, has been somewhat devastating. That's throw like water down the drain. I mean, that it's incredible to me and I think probably to yourself. The, the return to diversity of energy needs to be reinstilled. When I say diversity, electrical energy by solar and wind power is very welcome, but it can't replace the energy density that fossil fuels have, octane, protein, all of these type of um, carbon change release much more energy uh, than electricity. So there needs to be not an abandonment of it, but an accommodation of, of fossil fuels along with uh, electrical power. Now, that, that tends to be a must. Uh, when fossil fuels and CO2 are not the cause, of climate change. How do we know this? I just said that, well, if you feel that CO2 is at the bottom of climate change, ask what's the proof? And they will not have it other than their, their axioms. Well, we've studied it and, and, and they show models that John Clauser, the Nobel laureate, has put down and showed how in, incompetent the model people were putting these models together with very wrong assumptions. But okay, on the other hand, Put the burden of proof on, on us who claim that CO2 is not at the bottom line. What evidence do we have that CO2 has nothing to do with? I'm going to give you several. Number one, and I've repeated this one before, what does fossil fuels, CO2, have to do with the ending of the last ice age? We all realize that that was a big glacier that melted, and it melted completely 12,000 years ago before fossil fuels were even thought of. Number two, what does... CO2 and fossil fuel burning have to do with the Roman warming period, which occurred from 200 BC to 400 AD, when the temperatures were two degrees centigrade above what they currently are now. 
And there was another medieval warming period that occurred between 900 AD and 1400 AD. And that too was a warming period from the Roman warming period. There was a cooler period in between. It rewarmed again to two to three degrees above what we currently have. Then there was the Little Ice Age. How does CO2 interface with the Little Ice Age? It basically tells us that the Little Ice Age from 1400 AD to 1850 AD had nothing to do with CO2 either. And that was a cooling period. So um, that tells you that CO2 is not the bottom line of this warming, cooling, warming, cooling trend that we have seen that nature has put upon us. Okay, number four. Uh, Al Gore's Inconvenient Truth depicted smokestacks circulated into class five hurricanes and were were visible. Well, poor Al Gore probably spoke physics 101 because CO2 is odorless and colorless. What the smokestacks that you see are not CO2. What you're seeing is water vapor and soot mixed together. That's what the smoke coming out of the smokestacks really are. Is there some CO2 in it? Yes, but not as much as claimed by good old Al Gore. Number five, Al Gore also predicted the loss of all Arctic ice. He predicted that in 2005 and said by 2015, there will be no Arctic ice. Well, guess what? There is Arctic ice aplenty right now. It's seven foot thick. It's the same as it was in 1983. Now, the trouble is, Al Gore was a vice president or former vice president. He had influenced NASA and the UN to say the same thing. So shame on the UN, shame on, shame on NASA, shame on Al Gore. Time has proven them wrong. That's just a sheer fact. Um, now, what happened there is Al Gore linked global temperature rise to CO2, but failed to note that the temperature rise began in 1850 when the Little Ice Age ended. But CO2 rise first became apparent in the 1920s and maybe as late as the 1930s. So it's this chicken and the egg. We can never figure out which came first, the chicken or the egg. But we can figure out now easily by oxygen isotopes, um, core samples of the earth, core samples of ice, that CO2 was not recognized to begin increasing until the late 1920s and that the temperatures of the earth began around 1850. So what happened there that he didn't realize, again, flunking physics 101, is that the amount of any gas, oxygen, nitrogen, carbon dioxide in a liquid is dependent on the temperature. As the temperature rises, it gives it off. So most of the CO2 rise that is recognized now and automatically linked to the, uh, uh, to the global temperature rise, it's just to reverse the global temperature rise <coughs> links it uh, to the CO2 rise. Excuse me, let me... getting a dry mouth from talking so much. Number seven, uh, if our government truly believes CO2 is behind and at the heart of global warming, then why are they not using a concerted effort to reforest and replant trees? That is one of the best ways to deal with carbon dioxide rather than a carbon tax. Carbon tax doesn't remove any CO2 from the atmosphere. So also a coral reefs. Coral reefs are the uh, uptake of CO2 in our oceans. Uh, they're not doing anything to reseed coral reefs. I mean, individual companies and some universities are, are trying to do that, but 
they are small potatoes compared to what the government could right. do. And so, Doctor Marks is just basically what's happening is that just they don't they don't want to look at other options. That's it. They don't because they're interested in we as a public accepting a carbon tax. They're not really interested in, dec in decreasing CO two. They're interested in a ploy. They're trying to put a fear into the American population, and fear is the one thing that can overwhelm true facts and overwhelm uh, current data. Uh, and and they're, it's a ploy for votes and, vo and a ploy for power. Now, the last one I'll give you is since 2005, the U.S. has reduced CO2 emissions by 13%. Have we seen this as an impact on global warming? Not really. 2023 was the hottest summer on recorded record. In fact, July is the hottest month uh, in recorded record. If we've reduced CO2 emissions by 13%, you would think there would be some impact toward a cooler summer, but there wasn't. So as CO2 reductions by man-made sources, a futile exercise other than for political gain, I think so. And I want you to think about that as you go to the polls. And when you go to the polls, Maybe you want to fill up with gas as you go and stop at the grocery store and buy a few groceries. That might reinforce some of the points I'm making. Thank you. All right. That was Climate Change, The Real Story with Dr. Robert Marks. Pick up Climate Change, The Real Story, available in all different finer bookstores. Thanks, Dr. Marks. Appreciate it. It's all, right. Yeah. all right. Take care.